If you guys have watched Graham Stephan before, you know that he's famous for his 17 cent iced coffee. He's always drinking iced coffee on all of his episodes and all of his shows. So I'm going to, uh, you know, I don't have a thing really. I don't have like a iced coffee or, you know, some frugal thing that I do to advertise that I'm super duper frugal. So we're going to start the 17 cent rum and coke. Hey everybody, my name's AJ. Welcome back to the Wealthy Idiot Show. Um, this is the first and only rum and coke that I've had and I've not had very much. So we should be able to make it through this reaction okay. And maybe it'll make things more interesting. Who knows? Before we continue any further, please destroy the like button for the YouTube algorithm. Hit that subscribe so you don't miss any of this good financial content. If you're new here, we're trying to promote good financial habits to get people to that next level of wealth and financial independence. So I found a juicy video. I think I'm going to find all the Dave Ramsey fans again. Uh, I made a reaction video sometime back that got a little hate from the Dave Ramsey people. This one might do the same thing. I'm sorry guys, I love myself some Dave Ramsey, but sometimes gotta point out when he's wrong, so. My God, these people. <laughs> so today we're gonna watch Dave Ramsey loses his mind over this advice on Instagram. Exclamation point. So without further ado, let's check it out. So you sent me this silly thing this morning, and I watched it, and it's just like, oh, my God, these people. <laughs> okay. So what is this well, from? Well, okay, so there's a thing called Instagram, if you're <laughs> unaware, and it's my social media of choice. I don't really do Twitter. I don't really do Facebook. I just so, I do love Instagram. I, I, so I, I I look at I look at Instagram. Okay, so I'm in this. I'm in my stuff. So people will send me mm -hmm. clips that are on Instagram from like funny stuff to you know even their own journeys all of it. And I see a lot of it because I do try to go through it. So this one clip has been sent to me. I'm not kidding. Probably ten times from ten random people all over the world that are just like, can you believe this guy? Can you you know this this this? And I kept seeing it come up. And so I had, I clicked on it. I was like, oh man, number one, it's terrible advice. So I think it came. You already see where this is going. It's terrible advice. And I said I was going to disagree with these guys. Oh, man, here we go. Originally, maybe it was a TikTok video, but it's an Instagram reel of how it we saw it. It looks like a TikTok video. And because there's everyone's a financial expert on social media today, right? And with investing, Especially they the all know TikTok. what they're going to do and how to and how you make money quick and all this stuff. You know, you got it. You got to do all this stuff. So anyway, so. OK, so to separate this out real quick, because I do think that this is important. A lot of people will rent houses on Airbnb, rent cars on Turo, stand in front of them for pictures, and then be like, invest in my pyramid scheme if you want to be like me. That's very scammy. Usually you can tell because it's like 20-year-old looking guys who are dressed way fancier than they probably should be, standing in front of cars they probably can't afford. Those are scams. Now, when there's people who actually have been successful, who have done something, who are on here saying, hey, this is what I do. You know, I, I'm not saying you have to do it, but I'm just giving you ideas and I'm telling you how it works and everything. I, that seems different to me. So I, I think that there's a difference here between, you know, the complaints that they have with some of these people on the Instagrams and the video they're about to watch. Here's a video. It was a, and it's a father daughter, which you'll see. Ah, and I just thought, curl. well, here's a father daughter. And I don't want to harp on them. Yes, I want to harp on yep, the situation. I, I do. I, do. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, <laughs> let's 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 play the play the Instagram reel. This is my daughter Maddie. 
we're at a car dealership right now and she's about to buy her first car. Tell me how you're buying your first car. This morning I went to the bank. I got my first car loan. I qualified for 15,000. At what interest rate? 3.5% with the money. That's not bad. 3.5% right now for a car loan. I don't know how old the video is, but that's pretty good interest rate. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that he co-signed for it because there's no way a 15 year old girl got a 3.5% interest rate on a $15,000 loan. She doesn't have any work history. She's got like nothing. So I'm, I'm gonna say that maybe he co-signed for it or maybe she co-signed on the loan for him to get so that she could get some you know, credit history and then he'll buy the car for her. You know, something to that effect. That I have saved up, uh, I have $7,000 in cash. I'm going to invest that into an Airbnb property and get 14% interest back. So that way I can use that money to pay off my car loan. So basically kind of getting a car for free. Wait, Maddie, can you explain that one more time a little more simply? Yeah. So it costs me three cents to borrow a dollar from the bank. And then I go and take that dollar, not my dollar, and I give it to someone for 14 cents. And then so 14 minus three, 11. So I keep the difference in the middle. Wait, what's that called? Arbitrage. Boom. You buy assets that then cash flow and pay for your stuff. <sighs> yes. That is what you should do. <laughs> you should buy assets that cash flow. And then you use that to pay for your lifestyle. So I, I posted on Twitter recently, you, your home and your car should not match your income. It should match your net worth because exactly this sort of mentality, instead of focusing on like, how can I buy all the things that I want? Because, you know, this is my income. Think of in, in terms of how can my investments pay for the things that I want? Because that's a much more secure way of thinking about things. Your job may not always be there, but you can get money from these assets a lot more consistently than you can from a job. Plus, the assets will produce income far past your ability to work. So funding your lifestyle through assets is a good idea. I don't know about this arbitrage word that he threw out there, but I got some more thoughts. I'm going to kind of explain them as we get more into what Dave and Rachel have to say here. I mean, he's so proud. Well, I <laughs> okay, mean, he's I so slimy. There's a, there's a few things. You need to take a shower after watching that Oh, guy. my gosh. <laughs> it just drips in arrogance. Well, there's a lot. there's a lot of things about this. Number one... I really don't feel like you can get an interest rate. I don't think you can get a loan. She's How old was she? Like, She's 15. She cannot get a bank loan. No. So he co-signed, which probably yes, helped yes. get a lower interest rate. And then yes. what I don't understand is the $11,000 in an Airbnb property. You can't buy an Airbnb property for $11,000 either. Yes, you could in no, you can't. That I mean, that would be a really cheap property. I'm not sure how that's going to work. But she said, I'm going to put my money into the Airbnb and get a 14% interest I'm going to go out on a limb and say that either that's her money that she's saved. She's giving it to her dad. Her dad is turning around and building Airbnbs. Maybe that's what he does. Maybe he's like me, but uh, buys houses, turns them into Airbnbs and cash flows. And then he's going to pay her a portion of the income based off of the amount of money that she's invested. So $7,000 at a 14%. Let's do the math real quick. We can just, so he's going to pay her. I'm going to assume that's 14% annual because she said 14 against her three and a half, about $980 a year. Yeah, that's not bad. You could definitely afford that. Take part of her money, put use that as a down payment on the next house, pay her about $1,000 a year. And then that $1,000 a year pays for her car. Yeah, that will work. 
invest like, in it with a bunch of partners into an Airbnb property, and but that's assuming would... the Airbnb property stays rented and the local city council doesn't pass a law against Airbnbs, in which case your little butt would be broke at 15 years old because your father's a moron. <laughs> oh, my God. Or her dad is really good at this and has been really successful at this, and like I said, it might not even be her money. It might be the amount of money her dad told her she could have for a car and then explained to her, like, look, if you take this $7,000 and do this, it's a better deal for you and kind of gave her a little bit of a lesson on how to fund her life using assets as opposed to just using that cash to turn around and buy a car. It may just be a lesson on his part teaching her. He gets her on the Instagrams. She says a little bit of something about it. Like, hey, this is a lesson I learned. They high five each other and go on their merry way. Seems pretty legit to me. God. <laughs> and then Dave's like, this guy, the arrogance. But Dave, like, Dave doesn't understand half of what's going on here. But, I don't know. Kind of arrogant. I don't know. <laughs> was I unclear? No. <laughs> I was like, we're not going to harp on the people. We're going to harp on the late. idea. Too late. But, but speak to the notion, though, because that stuff is everywhere that you get. You, you borrow this, you take that percentage well, and that difference, and you go get that asset, and then in this and that. And you play this game. Full disclosure, you I had you game. on stage at 15 years old. Okay? So, oh, what so, a slimy. So, full disclosure. <laughs> Oh, I gotta take a shower just watching this Dave Ramsey guy. He's so slimy putting his daughter on the YouTubes. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> so full disclosure. That is true. You I, I have done your some kids the differences books. the difference is <laughs> the advice that we were giving was not so bad. <laughs> and we were not as slimy or condescending, I don't think. Oh my god. It's called arbitrage. Okay which is Greek for I'm stupid. Yeah, that's a, that's a oh my word. god. Oh. Okay, but talk about is, the mm, that. Ar, what is arbitrage like? If we actually looked it up, definition of arbitrage: the simultaneous buying and selling of securities, currency, or commodities in different markets or derivative forms in order to take advantage of differing prices for the same asset. I don't know if that really applies here. So what she's doing is she is leveraging her money. She's investing it. She's getting a return on it. She's using that return to fund the item that she wants as opposed to just using the cash to fund the item that she wants. The benefit of what she's doing is that if she gets a 14%, let's say it's just average 14%, if she gets a 14% return on that money, that 14% will last as long as that contract lasts or into perpetuity. And she's going to make way more than the initial $7,000 by investing it. Then she uses the income she's making from that investment to purchase her lifestyle, which will, you know, as soon as the loan is over, she'll still have that cash to do something with that comes in every month so that she can get another car or do something else with it. I don't really know. So it makes sense. I'm not exactly sure if that's what arbitrage is. It sounds like what arbitrage is, is you buy some asset in a place where it's very undervalued and you turn around and sell it in a location that's very high valued. eBay might be one of those things. Like, um, garage sale arbitrage you go around to garage sales and pick up a bunch of teddy bears or something and sell them on ebay for more money i mean that technically would be arbitrage and i don't i don't think leveraging is arbitrage notion though because that the, well it's the, the set idea, of assumptions though... the set of assumptions you have to go through for all that crap to be true <laughs> are absolutely ludicrous okay number one you have never met a millionaire we studied 10,167 of them zero of them Precisely zero said, I borrowed money on my car and arbitraged it into being a millionaire. 
Okay, I've never said I arbitraged anything. <laughs> but I have borrowed money on a car recently, and I did it because the interest rate was extremely low. So instead of taking the cash that I did have, by the way, so I could have used that cash to buy the car, I put that cash into the market because the market's so low right now that it's it's basically on sale. It's better for me to push off the expense of that car into the future because if the market comes around within the next year or two, I could end up funding this entire car off the gains that I make just from putting my money into index funds. So yeah, I made that decision and it's a little bit of a gamble. And if I lose this gamble, I lose like $3,000, right? So the other part of that is, you know, he's never met a millionaire that has done that before, but who's he calling? Like, I know a lot of people that do this and I have a lot of friends that follow this sort of strategy. I don't know who he's calling or like where the status coming from. If he's getting zero, I don't know about that. Zero real millionaires do that. Zero, Again, zero, right none. I borrowed money on my car and put $11,000 into an Airbnb when I was 15 with all of my business acumen. Um, I didn't, I didn't do it when I was 15. I did it when I was like in my early thirties, but wish I did it when I was 15, man, I'd, I'd be a whole lot different place. I'll tell you what on display because she didn't even know what the interest rate was. Go back and watch the clip again. She's well, I, I, I well, well, and they had to edit it. What was it? Oh, three and a half. Well, tell well, him again, Matt, tell him again, darling, what you did. Oh, she doesn't even know what she did. She really didn't. She was a little parrot. So, you know, the, number one. Num but the, the whole concept it, of I'm going to borrow gonna money on assets. Listen, you duber. No, Cars go down rich. in value. Yes, you can call them an asset. Yeah, but Airbnbs go up in value, right? This is the part that I'm missing. You're, you're buying a depreciating asset with appreciating assets. That stuff cancels each other each other out. And what she's trying to say is that her appreciating asset is appreciating faster than that car is depreciating plus the interest on the loan. She's making a better deal here by doing this strategy. I don't think she totally understands it. I think Dave's absolutely right on that. I don't think she gets what she's doing, but you got to teach kids somewhere. And if you could teach them by doing some simple stuff with like cars that he was probably going to already get her anyways, then maybe that'll translate to what she does when she, you know, moves out of the house and then maybe she house hacks and takes that with her you know, it was a huge advantage. So yeah, I don't, I, I entirely disagree with the, a lot of what Dave's saying here. Asset if you want, but they're not much of an asset. And if you leverage your car to get rich, you might never get oh, there. That's what I was going to say. None of this is going to get her rich. I don't think that they were claiming that this was going to make her rich. This was buying an asset to fund an item in her life, like a lifestyle item. I do similar stuff. I buy assets. So like I bought these Airbnbs and I use that money to fund the house that I rent here because I don't want to buy here. I don't like this location. So I buy somewhere else and I fund the stuff here. And then I don't have to use my job income money on that. I use my job income money on buying more assets to fund more lifestyle. I bought index funds. Index funds are going to like more than likely fund this car right? The chances are extremely high and the, the downside is very low. So it doesn't make sense for me to just throw money away at stuff. Like Dave's saying here, just take your cash, which is a depreciating asset, 
put it into a car, which is a depreciating asset, and that's the right way to do it. Or take your cash, buy an appreciating asset, use the income from that appreciating asset to buy the depreciating asset for less. There's a, there's a better strategy here, and I don't understand why he's totally missing it. This is because mathematically is that's true, but also the spirit behind it. Well, mathematically, it's you are not measuring risk, and you're making a set of assumptions that a 13-year-old, 15-year-old can borrow money at 3.5%. They can't. You can't contract unless you're a legal adult, and borrowing money is a contract in any state in the United States. Okay, that's why a kid can't have a mutual fund. You have to have a custodial account. That's why a kid can't have a savings account or a checking account. You have to have a parent on there as a custodian because kids can't contract. They can't buy beer and they can't borrow money from a car dealer. God. Um, so now then once you've done all that, though, let's just pretend you weren't a kid yep. and you went and really borrowed money at three and a half percent. Here's the thing. You have to follow Factual causation. Find people who have actually done your theory. Find me one right who 15 years later, using that type of system, is hey, a Dave. millionaire or greater. You can't find them because they're not there. I, po I posted a comment on Dave's video here telling them that I was there, and uh, nobody's responded back to me. Uh, because there is, again, there's this, this thing that is floating around in the culture. There really is though that it's called stupidity. That I know. I'm, I'm, let me just present the stupidity and then you can, you can debunk it. Cause you're really great at that right now. Okay. That, um, you know, if you just like want to kind of be like, yeah, maybe you can just like, um, like you can have a, some, some wealth and you just, that, that's what investing does. And it's more, but if you really want to become like super wealthy, you, you, you have to, you know, be in real, you have to do these, these things, these jump through hoops and you're, and you're doing math that, that most people can't grasp and understand because you're playing the game. I mean, this is a perfect example. Like the way he's, um, it's called arbitrage. The way he's explaining it no, makes brother. it feel like, oh, there's something I'm missing. It's a big word. And in order to build wealth and to become rich, there's other systems that I don't know about yeah. that can cause me to become rich. Yeah. That is true. Bring it in real close, guys. I'm going to tell you the secrets. The secrets to becoming rich. One secret to becoming rich. It's called compounding interest. <gasps> oh, oh, man. All right. So there are a lot of ways to compound interest. You can buy index funds. You can buy single stocks. And all of those come. You can buy real estate. And all those come with a variety of risks. And the higher rate of return you get, the faster you can get to wealth. So anything that you're going to do is going to take time. And I don't think anything in that, that video, the Instagram video said that like this was going to make you rich or wealthy the next day. It's a mindset shift of like, okay, I got to concentrate on buying assets. Even if I use those assets to fund my lifestyle, the concentration is buying assets because over time that just compounds and grows. And the compounding is so powerful over time that it will make you rich eventually. Now, for real estate, when it comes to leveraging, I did a video where I broke down the numbers for real estate and I figured out that even with current interest rates on homes, as long as you can figure out how to cash flow, you can pull in crazy rates of returns on your investments. So the example that we went through had like a 24% return on investment. 
That's a crazy percentage. That means that I'm going to get my money back in that deal in like four years. And then after that, it's just growing. And so when people are saying like, look, we're trying to find really smart ways to get high rates of return with really low risk. That's the goal. And we can do that in a lot of different ways. And I've explained how I do that here on this channel. And I don't think that you know, like Dave's saying, like, this is the least risky method of doing things. Here's what I'm doing. Here's, you know, the people gambling, you know, at casinos, right? It's like way over there. Not only that, but I do think that this mentality of buying assets to fund your lifestyle or buy liabilities is actually smarter than relying on your job to fund your life. If your sole source of income and your sole ability to survive is on a single job and you lose that job, then what do you do, right? Do you you have unemployment insurance for a little bit. You try to rely on the government. Hopefully you saved enough in case of emergencies. It's not a great position to be in. If most of your lifestyle is funded externally, your entire life is now free to make decisions. You lose your job. You start businesses. It doesn't matter because your life is funded through assets. So it's a smarter, safer way of doing things. And I think on the risk meter, it's actually past what Dave Ramsey's trying to do. I think it's actually safer than what Dave Ramsey's trying to do. It's, and, is it's, some of that, and is there listen, a level of that, though? 30 years ago when I came on the air, the secrets of the rich were out there then. Everybody's got a, a book, Seven Secrets to Getting Rich. Here's the problem. It's not a secret. <laughs> There's not a magic sauce. There's not a magic sauce. McDonald's special sauce is basically Thousand Island. There is no <laughs> special sauce, okay? There's not any. That's it. I mean, you really, you got to live on less than you make. You have to invest steadily over a long period of time. And there is no, like, I, I learned a new word and that made me wealthy. If You know, maybe compound interest would be close, okay? But compound interest works over time with time and consistency. So maybe that's a new word for him. And he learns that word. And that's a good word. But... You, you know, the, the people that say there's a short, they're looking for a shortcut. I mean, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. And the they're brilliant. They're brilliant. They know things because they're on TikTok. And they know, oh God, shoot me. That's the end of the video there. Let's hop over to the Wealthy Idiots website real quick. We're going to go to the compound interest calculator. And I'm going to show you like compound interest is the secret sauce. Dave Ramsey just said it. That is the secret sauce. But I'm going to show you the difference in terms of rate of return makes on your investing it's a very important factor so if we start off with something as simple as like let's say we're 20 years old because we're going to assume this 15 year old is going to hit 20 at some point in the near future and she has a thousand dollars so she puts well, let's just do seven because that's what she had in the video so seven thousand dollars and she puts in nothing else zero after that she's going to retire at let's say 60 years old we'll get 40 40 years she's going to work at a seven percent rate of growth her $7,000 after 40 years will be worth $104,000. That's pretty good. So 7% is not terrible, but we can do better than that. Index funds that match the S&P 500 are about 10%. That ups us to 316,000. Well, that's three, that's 200,000 higher. That's pretty intense, just going from seven to 10. Now we break down the house that I purchased that has an ROI of 24%. This is going to fry your brain a smidge. And we're up to our $7,000 after a 40-year time span is $38 million. Now, it doesn't totally equal that out. I've pointed this out before that compounding on a house doesn't actually work. The math doesn't actually work. That percentage goes down over time. 
but we're going to keep buying houses and we're going to get like a 24% rate of return on the money that we're investing that year. And, you know, as it slowly dwindles down to less return, eventually we'll sell that property. We'll do a 1031 exchange, buy more properties, and we'll get an average rate of return of somewhere north of 15% is my guess. And then that step, so let's just say 15% just for fun. Let's say that's where it averages out. 1.8 million. So $7,000 became 1.8 million. So yes, the secret sauce is compound interest. The biggest component of the secret sauce is rate of return. And buying assets to fund your lifestyle is a big portion of that rate of return. So I disagree extremely with Dave. I think that we could probably find some common ground in this conversation if we were to sit down and have a conversation. But I think he just really wanted to be angry at this video just because it started off with her taking out a loan and she's only 15 years old. But I think the lesson here is good. And it's something I'm going to teach my kids. Buy assets to fund the lifestyle that you need. And be conservative about it. I'm going to talk about how to not take risk and how to be as conservative as possible. But that's what I'm also going to teach my kids, including things like house hacking, which is also taking out debt. But like we had on Brady the other time, we had on Brady earlier this week talking about how he house hacked and that's how he got into real estate investing. He is so much further ahead of his peers and he did all that before he even got out of college. So I'm sorry, Dave, got to strongly disagree with you on this one, but it was a fun video. I super appreciate it. And thanks for everyone for stopping by. Throw down a like and subscribe. Check out the wealthyidiots.com webpage. We update it with articles talking about how to avoid taxes, the upcoming changes to the IRS and the tax code. We also talk about investing. We post all of our videos on there and our calculators are on there as well. That might help you learn how to become financially independent. And until next time, thanks for stopping by. Thank you.